0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Artist Content. Uh, We greet you in the lovely name of Jesus and we're so glad you're here with us. Um, Today we're going to continue the thought that we had, continuing the topic of the foundation and what is it. And last last time we discussed what is the nature. Of inspiration for the Word of God. Well, today we're going to talk about what are the contents of that inspired Word. What in the Bible is inspired? Is all the Bible inspired or are there only certain parts of the Bible inspired? Is the Bible only true where it speaks to spiritual life and how we're supposed to treat our neighbor, how we're supposed to serve God, but is not right or not true in accounts of science, historical accounts, or is all of Scripture inspired of God? And is all of Scripture true, unfailing, perfect, and eternal? We know that God used holy men to write, and that these holy men wrote not of their own will, but it was by the will of God, as they were carried by the Holy Ghost. Imagine a ship Uh, with a wide open sail being led by the wind upon the water. So let's look at 2 Timothy 3.16 and see what portions of the writings of these men were inspired of God. So 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So there we see that Not some scripture, or not two-thirds of scripture, or not only the New Testament, or not only the quote-unquote spiritual parts of scripture, but it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration. All scripture is a gift. God has given us his word. But also, all scripture is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness. So we see that we don't just need certain portions of Scripture for doctrine or reproof for correction or instruction and in righteousness, but we need all Scripture for those things. Everything that God has given us, He gave because He knew that we needed it. We can't do without that which He's given us. And we, we see in the book of Revelation, at the very end, There is a warning. God tells us to not add anything to the book, to his book, to his word, and not to take anything away from his book, his word. Because we can't add anything greater to this book, to his word. And it would be arrogant enough to think that we could, but also arrogant enough to think that we could do without any of it. But then again, when we look at the entirety of Scripture, when it says all Scripture, it's easy for us because, you know, when we, when we hold a Bible in our hand, we have everything in one book. But the Bible's not really just one book. It is a library of books. A total of 66 books given by God. So, how do we know what all Scripture is? Well, how do we know if all Scripture was kept? How do we know if we have all Scripture in the Bible we hold today? So the Bible is perhaps, if you if you just look at it uh, from the human mind, it's the most unique book ever, because as I was saying, it's not just it's not just one book, but it's sixty six books all put together. It's a library of books, and it wasn't just written within a couple hundred years, or it was the Old Testament just wasn't written in a span of fifty years, and the New Testament in the span of of fifty years, but Over the course of thousands of years were the books written. And it wasn't just written by one author in the Old Testament and one author in the New Testament. Or it wasn't just written by one author altogether. But there were over 40 different men that the Holy Ghost came upon that wrote by inspiration. And these all weren't scribes. All these men were were different. They were different in their occupation. They were different in their upbringing. They were different in the places they grew up and the languages they knew. Some of the authors were, were kings. Some were priests. Some were shepherds. Some were fishermen. Some were statesmen. Advisors to kings. Some were prophets. Basically preachers of God. Not just one class of people. It's amazing is... is not just was there so many different types of people people used as authors of Scripture, but also some of the authors knew each other, right? So, so authors uh, like Moses and Joshua knew each other. John and Matthew knew each other. Luke and Paul knew each other. But others were separated by time and by location. So Daniel and Jeremiah didn't know each other, although Daniel had Jeremiah's book. And had his writings, Peter, and David, never knew each other. Samuel and Isaiah never knew each other. Moses and Paul never knew each other. Right? Yet somehow the uh, culmination of of their inspired works. Right? So not what they did, but holy men of God spake, wrote, as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Their inspired writings all came together to form one coherent thought, a perfect, seamless library of books that holds no contradiction despite the vast differences in the geographical location, the socio-political culture, and the distances of time. So really, even though there were over 40 human authors, there was really only one author, and it was the Lord so when we when we think about all scripture and the importances of all scripture every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, how do we know that we have every word how do we know that we have every book every every letter of Paul every everything that we need to to build that foundation for our life well we when thinking about the Bible we have to remember that it's not just another Another book like *The Adventures of Tom Sawyer* by Mark Twain, or like *Pride and Prejudice* from Jane Eyre. It, it's not it's not a regular book written by the will of men, but it was it's God's book written by the will of God. So, given this nature of inspiration, as we've already talked about, that that the nature of inspiration uh, of the Bible is the reflection of who God is. Right. So we when we read. The Bible, we're able to 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 know what God thinks about a given topic, or we're able to know the mind of God through his through his word. If he was to let any portion of Scripture fail or fall away, could we could we say that we really have the very words of God? If the Bible that we had today was not the complete Word of God, if 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 what we held in our hands today was not truly all Scripture. For one, if we didn't have all scripture, we wouldn't have everything we need for doctrine for reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. But also, if we didn't have all scripture, what would what could we say about the author? What could be said about the one who composed it? Would God really inspire a word that he did not intend to preserve? Would the Lord through the thousands of years and through the 40 different authors, would he go through the process of inspiration to culminate and to bring together all the books, all, all the scriptures together, only for the scriptures to be lost? Or only for, uh, even if it was one word, even if it was one one page, even if it was one book or one chapter, per se, could we say that we then have a perfect word of God could we then say that we have everything we need to live, to build a foundation? Well, of course not. But we don't think that that God had just inspired his word and then left his word subject to time, or even subject to the devil. We don't believe that God inspired his word and then turned it over to the devil to let him do whatever he wanted with it, or over to wicked men, or over to... Really men alone. If it was up to us alone, we couldn't handle something so precious. But it's not our job to preserve the Word of God. It's God's job. It's God's task to preserve His Word because He said He would. It's our job to conserve. It's our job to protect, to defend. So if we didn't have every Word of God, could we say that we have the very Word of God? Or maybe we could, you know, what could we say perhaps that well we have some of the words of god yeah maybe we could say that but we couldn't say we have the the very words of god and and truly plainly only the very words of god is the very word of god all scripture is a necessity so what are what are some examples of of books we may not have that the bible mentions but really books that we do not need books that were not forgotten or hidden, or lost, but books that were never accepted, books that were never inspired. But we have to remember is that just because the Bible mentions something does not mean that it is counting it as authoritative, or is putting it into the standard of of inspiration, or the standard of the books of the Bible. So some examples would be in Joshua 10.13 and 2 Samuel 1.18, it is mentioned about the book of Jasher. Also in numbers 21 it mentions the book of the wars of the lord. Jude supposedly quotes from the book of Enoch and the apostle Paul quotes from pagan philosophers in Acts uh, Aratus in Acts 17:28 and Epimenides in Titus 1:12. Also 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians are actually 2 Corinthians and 3 Corinthians. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible is right where it lists as the First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, but that wasn't the first epistle that the apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. And of course, if that being the case, then Second Corinthians wouldn't be the second; it would be the third. But Paul himself makes mention of a previous letter that he wrote uh, in First Corinthians five nine. But does that mean that? Does that mean that we don't have? Scripture that we need. After all, the, the authors were inspired of God, right? They, The authors, they were the ones that were inspired. No, no, the Holy Ghost came upon those men. And they spake, they wrote as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. They were not inspired. But the words they wrote in that instance, those were inspired. If Paul himself was inspired, if God inspired the man, then everything Paul wrote would then be scripture. However, God did not inspire men. Holy men of God spake or wrote as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. It was the words they wrote in that moment. Since it was not the Apostle Paul himself that was inspired, that means that if we do not have the lost letter to the Corinthians, we are okay because it was not considered scripture. It was not inspired of God, but just as we would mention something in our own conversations, or maybe in, if we were to write a book and we were to to quote something, that doesn't mean that it's authoritative, or that doesn't mean that it's uh, doesn't mean that it's scripture. This does not mean that the mentioning or the quoting was the direct confirmation of the authority of inspiration yet it was simply just an allusion to or it was making an illustration from. The key takeaway from this is that that God did not inspire holy men so that everything they wrote was considered authoritative but it was the inspired words that these holy men wrote.